0: Hey, guys, and welcome to another episode of Self-Deaf Sundays, the podcast. I think it's really clear that some of the learnings from this book has really helped bring. So it gives you like a high level summary of everything that this guy had figured out the power of their subconscious mind and suggestions.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the super special edition of OTED. Where the self dev queen herself is going to be in the hot seat. (laughs) I'm V and I'm going to be your host for today. And without further ado, let's begin.
0: (laughs) Thank you for having me, V, in my own podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, how does it feel? And actually, before we begin, massive congratulations on making it to EP 20. You know, that's a big milestone. How does it feel?
0: It is a big milestone, yeah. And even when I was thinking about what I want to do for episode 20 I wrote on my little caption where I asked um my community what questions they wanted to ask me and I just said that you know I like celebrating milestones in 20 Mm -hmm. episodes that is quite a long time it's at least 20 weeks so it feels great and thank you for having me Or firstly thank you for coming on as well to be my host for the day and for people that haven't don't know V or his, you're probably wondering who he is I've actually done an OATED with him episode five so go check it out it's a really good episode called be comfortable being uncomfortable um but yeah I'm gonna unhost myself because it's so natural for me to be like trying to get the corner going but you're the host and I'll let you ask all the questions okay. and also FYI I even though I know what questions I've been asking I haven't done like an extensive thinking around what I'm going to say I wanted it to be more authentic as well so just so that I'm doing the same as all my guests have been doing I haven't prepped or anything so yeah just thought I'd throw that
1: out there but over to you okay okay so this is just gonna be that typical setup where you go and absolutely smash each question and you know this is just to say oh yeah, I haven't really practiced so that you get more <laughs> get more gloss you add more gloss to your answers don't I, you
0: so. I haven't studied for my exam and then I go and ace it <laughs>
1: One yeah. of those? those people those kind of people
0: mm-hmm. all right
1: so let's crack on shall we mm-hmm. so straight off the bat oh wait even before your key questions what about your going Lamika? please provide me with your your age your occupation and your relationships that oh wait sorry this is in the this is in the right form for that is it so yeah please <laughs>
0: <laughs> it sounds like a dating app question here what, what what are you looking for
1: What's your expectations? What's your your star sign?
0: (laughs) What goes with Virgos? Um, All right, that that is a very good call out because that's exactly what I do with my guests. But for those that don't know me, my name is Lamika. I recently turned twenty-five, and what I do for a living—it's a mishmash of everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Basically, I'm going through a role change at the moment. I've been working at a technology company for over three years now and I'll be starting a new role in November time as a solution engineer Um, so it's basically a technical role but from a marketing lens so it's like a martech space and it's consulting, it's strategy, it's storytelling and that's what I do for my day job.
1: That sounds super interesting I'd love to hear more about that at another time but um, but yeah firstly thank you thank you for providing that quick fire information right there um Mm -hmm. so yeah let's let's begin with the main question the main meat let's do it so first up straight off the bat lamika what drives you
0: so what drives me it I, i mean i feel like lucky in the sense that i have heard over 20 guests answer this same question and from my experience of uh listening to the answers every single answer has been different and mm-hmm. I was just trying to think like do I relate to some people's answer that's already been said so like what you said V about like family I think family being one of the key drivers I mean I definitely resonate with that and what Perry said as well about you know um self-love and and all of that and getting driven I mean I feel like what drives you there are a lot of different factors but when I think about what really drives me at its core and why I do what I do, it's not a self plug and it's not, I'm not trying to promote my own page, but I would actually have to say self development. (laughs) I don't know if you've you've guessed by now, but I, I do have a, I do have a huge passion for self development. And it's funny because I don't actually know where I got that name from when I started my Instagram page and kind of like my mini brand and my mini I wouldn't say company, but my little passion project that I started. And Mm -hmm. when I do, uh, when I go out and, you know, strive for new job opportunities or if I want to start a new venture, the key reason for me to do these things is I know that I am developing my own self, whether it's in the moment or in the future. And that gives me a lot of joy and pride and also that motivation to keep going because I have seen true results in investing in myself because whether i like what i'm doing in the moment or not like i think that is probably i know for a fact that i am growing either way so mm-hmm. in terms of what drives me i would i would have to say self development i don't know if people saw it coming but
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very on brand very very on brand
0: <laughs> i try <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> no no that's so so interesting to hear and yeah of course it must be I bet it's super interesting just going back through your 20 episodes of which of 10 of which have been these old conversations and trying to pick apart these, the answers that have been given to you by all these various hosts that these guests that you've had, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it really just, because it, it's also helpful in the sense that you could try, even try to see like where you relate in some aspects with some people, but then also where you might differ. And it really must reinforce the idea that, yeah, there is no, there is no one step path to, achieving whatever you wish to achieve everyone mm-hmm. has their own different, like, motivations and such and just trying to pick apart what you what resonates with you
0: exactly yeah and even when I first came up with these questions to ask like Perry was my first guest and I was like ordinary tales like what can I ask them Like how can I get if I was to meet a stranger for the first time how can I get to know them through a one question um, mm-hmm. and I think that was the reason why I actually came up with this question to be like get straight down to it because i think it shows a lot about an individual um when you ask them why do you do what you do and that's not in a professional level it's like just in general as you as a human being right and when i first started framing that question i started asking people my worry was that everyone's gonna say like i don't know like you know money or (laughs) just like cliche things but to your point it's crazy how different everyone um is but also how similar because its core, cool. everyone has that drive to um do something and, and it, no matter what that drive is like at the end of it it's still something to do with what you value the most and um and going back to why I create the question to really get to know someone on a personal level
1: mm-hmm. yeah thank you for that yeah completely completely understand the basis for why you'd even want to ask that question in the first place because though it may seem simple enough there's so mm-hmm. much you can just unravel like you know unravel through that initial question exactly so next up what is your key motivation in everything that you do so before you even answer this um we've known each other for nearly what now 10 years mm-hmm. and even from afar when i was in a boarding school up north somewhere in scotland It was always cool seeing, you know, whether it be in social media or when we caught up in our, you know, in our family gatherings and such. It was always awesome to see that, you know, whatever, you know, whatever you were doing, you were doing really well and you were being successful. And above all, you were really enjoying what you were doing. So Mm. I always really respected that. So. Yeah, with that said, what is your key motivation, key motivation, everything that you've done?
0: Mm, That. Yeah. So I think firstly, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. That you know, I inspired you. But if I go back to what really gets me up and what makes me want to do great at, at everything that I do, I think it's kind of similar to what you said. Where every time I used to do well in my exams or at uni or something, the first thing I wanted to do was tell my mum and dad. And mm-hmm. I think it's the look on their face when I deliver that good news that makes me want to keep going even more. And mm-hmm. I think it's so important to have that kind of parenting and um, kind of like cheerleaders in your life and it could be my parents but also people like yourself and my really close friends like every time I do something well like it's having to get getting to share that news with the people that you love and even from a very young age like like with most children and like parents like your parents are your biggest cheerleaders right and they hype you Mm -hmm. up even if you draw like a apple or something like (laughs) anything that you do it's going to be great in their eyes so even from a very young age but older I got as well as I got into college and uni and everything like I think it's firstly when I go back to what motivates me it's my parents faith in me um Mm -hmm. that I can do well in everything that I do and I think over time that as I grew up even at uh, uni, like I used to always sign up and put my hands up for extracurricular things uh-huh. that wasn't directly related to my degree, right? And I was always putting my hand up and always the first to help and always open for opportunities. And without realising, I think it started being my brand. And I was oh. like, now that it's become my brand, I need to live up to it as well, right? So. that's why I started putting my hands up even more and as a result that opened up more opportunities I got results I got to share that news and without realizing it started becoming this wheel of just opportunities greatness results and and more opportunities and I think that's where my motivation comes from is getting that will going getting the results but also at its core is actually delivering those positive results to my parents seeing the look on their face or or you know when i when i like as soon as i got like a first or something in one of my course or my mm-hmm. exams i still to want to text my mum and dad and like get wait for their response and it kind of gave me that high and mm-hmm. it, it, it's like with anything that gives you that high right like when you drink yeah coke or eat something good like you want to keep doing it as a drink coke right <laughs> just to clarify uh-huh. um it's it but it's a good kind of high because it yeah once again goes back to that self-development space um because it's just helping me grow every single day
1: <laughs> yeah no 100% in terms of one of the you know from one of the things that you just uh you know put out there which is being able to bring these this good, this good news with even the, the closest people in your life. hundred percent, I can, you know, I totally resonate with that. For instance, I'm sure that we, you were also going to say about that, first, you know, that as soon as we got that call through to say that, yeah, we managed to get our graduate job, for instance, your parents must have been the first people that you called as well, because I, for sure, those were the first people that I called. And it was honestly up there with some of the, one of the best days in my life. And it's probably if someone asked me like you know what's the happiest you've ever felt that mm-hmm. would be my top one right,
0: that a hundred percent yeah I, I know that I I, ex- I know exactly how that felt <laughs> uh-huh.
1: so that brings us to the next question Lamika mm-hmm. what would you say is one moment specifically that has shaped your life and got you to where you are today
0: yeah I think it's funny because when you asked me that question when I asked those that question to my guests one of the first kind of comment is it's hard to pinpoint your whole life in in that one event or that one experience mm-hmm. um which is true right because your life is an aggregate of multiple different experiences and events that shapes you to be who who you are whatever you is um mm-hmm. but then again it's a challenge right because it's like when i first when i get first get asked that i think the first kind of um experience that comes in my mind is actually coming into the UK and I've had this conversation with people like you and some of my other guests like Kreeti and everyone that I come from Nepal and that's when my parents grew up and I was in Nepal until the age of 10 or 11 Mm -hmm. and that was you know over a decade ago now but I do sometimes think what my life would have been if I was still back in Nepal Mm -hmm. and the reason we got to come to the UK is because our dad and our granddads and their granddads were all serving for the British Army, and up until our dad's generation, like the, the family or the kids couldn't come to the UK. And after um some law got passed, like that's the reason why we got to come here. And it's
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the main reason our parents ca- left their own home country and came to a completely new land was for the better, like to hope for a better life for their kids and there are you know lots of Mm ex-British Gurkhas in the UK and I think that's probably been the biggest kind of event that has shaped me because in the different scenario where if I wasn't here I wouldn't be I probably wouldn't be the person I am because of the lack of experiences I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't be as well educated I don't think I, I wouldn't have traveled to all the countries I've been to I wouldn't have met people that I have met here and, and doing this podcast in this very moment. So mm-hmm. obviously it's hard to do. I think I cheated there a bit because I said that moving to the UK has been the, 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 the life turning oh, event. And obviously I've lived in the UK for the last 12, 14, probably 15, 14 years now. Right. 14,
1: yeah. Yeah. I think
0: yeah. It's so, now, yeah. yeah um, so it, in terms of the event with the expense, it accumulates everything that happened in the last fourteen years. So I think I found a loophole. That is,
1: that is a good cheat code answer. I like it. I like <laughs> it. It's right? True. Um, it's true because well, you we, you know, for all we know, well, to be fair, we could we probably would have been in a major city, but but we could also, on the flip side, have been in a village still somewhere right now. Not saying <laughs> that. Not saying by any means that that's not that's not life. That's no life in comparison to what we're like you know what we are experiencing now. Mm -hmm. it's just it's a completely different world completely different world
0: it really is and I think naturally you compare your current life with what your parents or your mom was doing at this age and she she was married she had me and my brother by 20 oh no sorry she only had me by 25 Mm -hmm. and and your key goal in life is getting married having kids and that's it and the opportunities weren't there right and Mm -hmm. for us growing up up here in the UK as you know British Nepalese like we are still Nepalese we we're always going to be Nepalese we look different but we have every opportunity any other British person would have had or will Mm. have will have in the future so I think that in terms of uh, shaping my life definitely Mm. being here and and also the opportunities and also how grateful I am to be here and I do want to travel I do want to live in other countries but in terms of building me and and making me the individual that I am today if it wasn't for my parents it's such a you know it's an it's an obvious answer if it wasn't for my parents but if it wasn't for my parents but also more specifically if they hadn't moved into the UK I wouldn't be who I am so hopefully that answers that
1: question Mm -hmm. no it does it does and it's amazing to think isn't it how lucky we are how lucky we are that. Our dads decided to take up the profession that they did to get us here Oh, of course give us a platform that we have now so 100%. i'll ask you one question to that now i know of course when you came to the uk in what i think it was 2006 right 2006. It was. yeah um, it isn't as if you came here and were fully up to speed with the british the british way and the british way mm-hmm. of living there mm-hmm. was of course like an adjustment period so when you first came what really helped you adjust to this completely different world you know going from east to west Mm. was there a factor of you know your own mindset was it you know the people you were with when you got here what was it that got you got that got you through that initial adjustment period
0: yeah it's interesting because for when I first as any 11 year old would you're growing up as it is and you're going through your own bodily changes and you're trying to find your identity and and everything but when I first started school here, you know, when I when I started, like, I, I mm-hmm. felt very out of place. And yeah. that's for, firstly, probably because of the language barrier and looking different and just, like, to your point, growing up in a completely different culture. So my initial reaction, naturally, like everyone else, was to go inwards and be quiet and shy and not say much because you feel like you're just different and I think you know I'm looking at it from a oh because I look different and I, I come from a different country but I think a lot of kids at that age feel that way anyway in their own different ways like oh I, maybe I don't look like the most popular kids or maybe I don't you know fit in with that group and whatever so I think that's just a natural feeling you have at that age anyway but for me it was the extra layer of not the culture and the language and even little things like the jokes people made right I, I didn't understand it because I didn't grow up there yeah. <laughs> so you do feel a bit like just like in the background kind of thing um but mm-hmm. in terms of coping I think if I look back at the experience that I had for some reason I think it's, I'm not gonna say you know there was a higher plan it was meant to be but for some reason even from a very young age even though there were other kind of Nepalese people in my year and we naturally tend to stick to our own kind, right? That's just, it's just comfortable. But for me, like from a very young age, I was always put in situations and groups where I didn't have that comfort people to go to. Mm -hmm. And that forced me to make new friends and that forced me to learn and be more part of the British culture. And also that forced me to grow have a bit more empathy of my surroundings so um I kind of was I didn't have a choice but I was put in those uncomfortable positions and you know making friends initially but in the five years of being in school like by by the time I left I fully um felt like you know I was still growing I was still learning as I was going but I I felt like I could hold a conversation and go out with my friends for meals and stuff and there was that identity crisis um, as expected but at the same time I was comfortable enough to um, get along with others that didn't look or speak like me so go back to your question how did I adjust I think firstly it was just the situation like I was just put in situations where I, I didn't have a choice but to adjust so that helped um, but secondly I think i just rather than trying to victimize myself and make myself feel like oh like they they don't understand me they don't get me like i didn't play the victim part i was just like you know what let me just carry on and you know Uh speak up and be friends with everyone and that really helped me kind of come into my shell so even if i look at my school years like moving into a new country acting you know feeling like no one understands you to where i am now like I think having those experiences really helped me grow into who I am. And even though in the beginning, I was kind of definitely like sheltered in and I was in like my little cocoon. Like, I feel like I have blossomed into a butterfly.
1: <laughs> For those who didn't, you know, who obviously can't see this because this is a podcast and it's in all audio format. We literally just, gave, through hand motions, the shape of a butterfly. I am the butterfly. Now am just giving jazz hands. Okay, okay, great.
0: And, mate, you've seen me, you saw me since GCC day, so you know that, that, like, compared that, Lumika to, like, where I am.
1: What do you, do you see much
0: difference? I mean, I hope so. You're still
1: loud, just as loud as the first time I met you, so...
0: (laughs) I wasn't loud the
1: first time we met. I remember that boom and laugh. Yeah. No, like, it's everything that you said, it's so true, and I think sometimes in some certain situations, you really... You really do just need to be pushed into a situation where you have nowhere else to turn but to just, mm-hmm. like, you know, proceed forward with it, you know, because as as I mentioned in EP5, shout out to my shout out to my OTED. Shout out. Sometimes you just need to be put put in, put outside of your comfort zone. You don't want to. You may not, you know, you definitely may not like it, so you definitely will not like it, but you're going to come out of that you know, you're going to come out on the other side so much better. So, so much better. So the fact that you had this adjustment period so early on. You've clearly built the foundations to your success in terms of how you interact with people, how you go about it with life, even to this day. And it's so, I know that's something that it's going to put you in good standing for the rest of your life as well, where mm. you're only becoming a much better, better version of yourself. As anybody yeah, has.
0: exactly. And it's funny, right? Because I feel like where I am right now was planned for me all along. So I needed to go through those exact experiences that would have pushed me to do that then that Mm -hmm. has resulted me to be where i am now right and Mm -hmm. i I don't know who came up with this plan or Mm
1: -hmm. you know
0: but it it just makes sense it just makes sense like everything that happened just makes sense
1: Uh uh-huh so next next topic so for for the 25 years that you've been on this earth you've accomplished a great deal of things but you know, decades that further down the road, when you look back on everything that you've accomplished, the you know the 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 things that you've accomplished uh, at work, outside of work, the relationships you formed formed with friends and family. Looking back on all those things, what do you want your legacy to be specifically?
0: The good old legacy question.
1: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Can I quickly say why I? put this question in my list of questions in the first place
1: well yeah it's your podcast there there is no (laughs) rules you make the rules
0: I, I make the rules that's true but I think like this talk around legacy is something that I never spoke about or I didn't think about much until recent years and it was this one video that I watched of Oprah and she got I think I've mentioned this like five times already, but like she got told (laughs) by Maya Angelou, you know, when you think about your legacy, you have no idea what your legacy is. Like you're building your legacy every single moment. Mm -hmm. It's not like a big bang thing. It's like, it happens. It's what you do on a daily basis that makes your legacy. And when I first read that quote, it kind of just reframed and shaped how I look at life or how I think. And then ever since then, I was like, let me just ask this question on my podcast as well so that was a just want to throw that little FYI in terms of why I chose that question and when I have asked this question to my guests as well it's just been similar to my previous questions every answer has been so different some people are like oh like that's quite a hard one I've never thought of that or "Hmm, like you know and every answer has been different um but I think if I was to think about my own legacy firstly I don't think there's any way to kind of measure whether I have met my legacy or not. Right. It's not like a, it's not like a tangible thing. And where, where's that cutoff point? Like, Mm -hmm. does legacy mean that people are going to still be talking about you in a hundred years time or 200 years time? Like this whole, even the word legacy itself is a bit like you can't be, it's not like a black or white, but back to one of my key drivers of why I actually, enjoy this topic about legacy it's I think making the most of every single moment and doing that through wanting to make positive impact on everyone around me so in terms of my own legacy and what do I want to be remembered for I want to be remembered for doing the best I can every single moment of my life and also um leading every action with love and compassion because I feel like that's the most universal energy that brings everything that we desire into our lives so I think deli- I mean it's hard right because there are times when you get tested and there's going to be tough times in the future and it's hard to kind of see that uh, lead with that love and compassion light in everything that I do but in terms of my legacy and what i want to be remembered for i want people to say that oh Lumika, like everything that she did she did she did it out of love and compassion and you know she she left a positive impact in my life i think that's what i want to be remembered for
1: amazing so that's so lovely to hear and yeah you really can't ask for much more than that from a legacy can you the fact no. that knowledge that yeah you did you level you managed to leave a positive impact on every single person that you were lucky enough to come across
0: mm. and yeah. yeah and I was also going to add that um you know at the moment like we my my legacy has changed as well and probably change in five or ten years time mm. hopefully not but because I want this to be constant throughout but I remember on my legacy piece I was like I want to be an SVP in a technical company i want to have my own Mm -hmm. coaching business and all these things and those just seem very materialistic at the moment like Mm -hmm. yes i can reach out to all these people um through those roles and all of this but i do want my legacy to be built on an everyday basis and if it means that i need to be an svp in a company to reach as many people as possible then so be it but um any way i can maximize my presence and my knowledge and share my knowledge and and leave that impact i I will do so whatever that avenue is (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. and yeah i think if i were to just break it down like you know to the core of what you've just said there, i really do i really agree with with which is essentially just you have this goal in your mind that that will help guide you but just because you have that specific goal doesn't mean that you're gonna that goal will never change at any point in the future as, as the years go by and you pick up more and more experiences, you know for a fact that this is only going to build your knowledge further and that mm. might result in the final goal changing slightly, but then you're mm. also willing and open to be flexible for that change. It's not as if, you know, whatever goals you had at the age of 15, that's something that still guides you when you're 65, right? That's not, that's not what's <laughs> yeah. going to
0: happen. There wouldn't be much growth and <laughs> development there if that is still your goal, like... <laughs> <laughs> have you not progressed in your life? You said you wanted to pass your driving test at 15. Have you still not passed it at the end of 65? (laughs) True.
1: Exactly. Mm. Right. So, Self-Dev Queen, last question for you. (laughs) What self-development tips have you got for the community out there that are always looking to or hoping to improve themselves, no matter, you know, in whichever way they can?
0: Yeah um it's hard for me to pinpoint I'm doing the whole cliche it's hard for me to pinpoint one thing uh-huh. but as you may have realized that like, I do like reading quite a lot I do like to do courses I'm currently doing a mini MBA I've already mentioned it so many times on my Instagram so have you did you know <laughs> um but I'm always constantly looking for new talks challenges things to do so I can't pinpoint one or two um things that has really helped me from a self-development point of view but I think you know books was one of the main reason self-development was how self-development was born out of and Mm
1: -hmm. especially
0: the how to influence and influence people was a book that really solidified my love for self-development you've read the book as well haven't you Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it's a great book um so I think you know there are definitely a lot of different books and avenues and podcasts that I listen to but at its core, if I was to share, you know, you know, what really worked in my self-development journey, what was the first book that I read? I can't remember. that. It's the Psycho-Cybernetics. I think that's the one I actually start, used to review in my personal Instagram account when I used to do my Sunday talks. It's mm-hmm. called The Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell, Maxwell Maltz, and it's the original science of self-improvement Um and success that has changed lives of 30 million people and this was written back in the 1940s or very it's a very very old book um but I think that's definitely where I started understanding the importance and the power of self-development and it touches on a lot of psychology and uh, you know spirituality kind of avenues and you know knowing that everything works for the best with the right attitude using your subconscious mind so mm-hmm. i think that would probably be one book that triggered off my self development journey but it doesn't mean that that was it cuz that was just a starting point and uh-huh. after that i expanded my knowledge and then i you know got open to more opportunities more books and it was just like a it was like a big bang like of self developmentness uh-huh. um but i think if i was to pinpoint one book that would definitely be it and also from a Podcast point of view, like I really love the Oprah Super Soul Sundays. I mean, Oprah's goals, I want to be her, right? Um, <laughs> it's such a, yeah, it could be like, a, oh, like you know, so generic, but you know, just the way she is as a person and what she does, and the way she interviews people and leads with spirituality, compassion, all of that good stuff. I do, she's one of my role models as well. Um, I haven't found anyone of her level having the impact she has. Um and doing what she does. So definitely from a self-development point of view, firstly the book, The New Psycho Cybernetics, and then secondly, mm-hmm. Oprah. I think those would be my two self-development tips.
1: <laughs> Amazing. And so from the books that you've read, such as Psycho Cybernetics or the Oprah Winfrey show. Oprah Winfrey Show, Am I might get that wrong. There's, it's her soulful Sunday podcast, isn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. How dare you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's because I keep thinking when you say that is you know the Drake and Josh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know like Josh loves Oprah. <laughs>
0: he loves Oprah. I am Josh Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally me. Yeah, okay. I so, am Josh Peck. Was it Peck? Josh Peck. I was gonna say peckham
1: <laughs> So yeah, just um so from the books that you read and the podcast that you listen listened to, are there any are there any tips that you've actually just you know, went out and exercised in your own life, and to your surprise, like they were, it was, it was super effective, and it really has been like a really positive impact on your life. Is there any? Is there any like such? Any one instance where that you could expand upon? that? Like, it doesn't have to be the most effective. It's literally just even just one, just one example of how like a yeah. certain piece of learning has impacted you positively in your life.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think from the Psycho-Cybernetics book, I think that really helped me understand the importance of self-image and I think that's kind of linked with you know how you see yourself and subconscious mind talk but I think from there I really took away like a tactical thing is the power of affirmations and I've done a whole podcast episode on it shout out to (laughs) episode number which one is it it (laughs) might it might have been episode 14 or 18 um so I think that's like a one tactical thing that has worked, like affirmations and mm-hmm. um, affirming the right things in your mind, and and having that self positive self image about yourself, and telling yourself that on a habitual like doing it, doing it as part of your routine. Um, and then secondly the power of vision boarding and visualization that's definitely something i speak about on episode 18 it's just this episode is just a whole it's like a, s- a plug of all the previous episodes isn't it <laughs> it's the marketing, I, just, marketing.
1: One, just one big plug exactly
0: it's just, just... <laughs> and yeah from that episode sorry from Oprah stuff it's definitely vision boarding visualization and i used to watch a lot of her interviews and the people on her interviews used to talk about visualization I'm like what is visualization um but it's actually like seeing the perfect scenario or this or the desires and goals that you want to achieve uh mentally first and then the next step is like vision boarding is creating a, a board digital or physical about things you want to achieve so I think those two would be the you know, tactical things that I learned from the books and the podcasts that I have applied in my life as well.
1: Amazing. Amazing. God. It just makes me want to go out and read another book now. Just get, <laughs> see what else. Yeah, when <laughs> was, was the last time you read a book? Oh, no, just- yeah. Don't don't <laughs> like that. Yeah, I'm not gonna brag about I'm not gonna brag about it. Yeah. So Lamika, guess what? Mm-hmm we are now at the end of the key questions all we got left for this special edition mm-hmm. is a quick fire round that um consists of the questions that have been kindly provided by your fan base on insta
0: <laughs> my fan base they're, not my, they're my mates <laughs> right, right.
1: these are just these are just your followers and that you don't know who these people are i know though uh-huh okay okay so
0: quick fire so this is going to be like boom
1: boom okay good. So what keeps you motivated? How do you deal with procrastination? Not what you that, not that, quick. <laughs>
0: not that quick.
1: So first up, what keeps you motivated and how do you deal with procrastination?
0: What keeps you motivated, I mentioned earlier on, is the results. Um, being able to share my good news with my parents and seeing myself develop. And what keeps me good with procrastination? I'm going to put my hand up and say that. I procrastinate a lot. <laughs> I am driven by deadlines. Um, but I think it all goes back to having people looking out for you and them expecting you to deliver stuff. That That's what keeps me going. I mean, you know, from a practical standpoint, like if I've had lazy days for a while, I like to do things that get me in the zone. So putting the candle on and feeling fresh and picking up a book that I love reading right so doing little things to get me back in the non-procrastination mode that's what i'd like that's what i do
1: okay awesome next up what do you do for a living
0: oh i work
1: <laughs> yeah, you <can't- laughs> yes. about that, can you too much
0: no this is susie i know this is susie but for a living i currently work as a consultant in a technology company which i mentioned earlier on i work as a solution engineer focused on marketing technologies.
1: Great. What made you want to create a podcast?
0: I think as I was in a bit of a slump on what I want to do um, in terms of my passion, I realized that the Instagram stories that I used to do every Sunday um, was getting a bit restrictive. So I just jumped on the hype and the people around me people like Susie Perry they were like you know get on the podcast hype and I was like you know what let me just give it a go and even my first episode actually it wasn't meant to be a podcast it was meant to be a YouTube video so um Mm. I just turned the video into a podcast but I think podcasts are just the new thing and I love it I love doing it
1: (laughs) next up what advice would you give 12 and 15 year old Lamika?
0: 12 and 15. I think they're similar age, aren't they? But I think I would just tell the old 12 to 15 year old Lamika, don't worry. Things will work out and better days are coming. That's what I would say.
1: Okay. Very deep. Deep. <laughs> Next up. What three lessons that you've learned as an adult would you teach your younger self? three lessons
0: i think this is similar to the previous question isn't it but i think firstly i would say um it's okay to be yourself and you know there are times there were times where i pretended to be someone i wasn't just to fit in or try and do things to perceive make myself look cool by other people um which wasn't very true to myself so the first lesson would be always do what feels right for yourself um the second lesson would be push yourself more i mean i think i i do that now but from a young age like just trying to do things and putting myself through challenges similar to yourself like going to singapore for like your placement year like Mm -hmm. i would do that
1: this isn't a plug for me this is your this is your show no but
0: i want to make it relatable because i'm just that empathetic (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, okay I Like, I like- uh, yeah exactly
0: um but yeah so secondly pushing myself more I do that now but if I did that from a very young age like you know I would probably do more and have more experiences so pushing myself to do more and then finally um oh yeah so I think thirdly would be just speak up like I'm very vocal now and it took me a while to get to this stage and I'm confident and I sh- share my opinions and say how I feel from a, being b- very authentic. But I think when I was younger, I did used to hold myself back. So my third lesson from when I was younger is just speaking up and, and sharing your thoughts. So that those are the three
1: lessons. Lovely, thank you for that answer. Next, something that's very current. What are the happiest and saddest days that you've had during COVID? Or let me say this period of COVID.
0: This period of COVID. My saddest day or days were was probably when I had to cancel my holidays. And that's all the holidays I'd already planned for the year. And this is not very different to um, other people. But yeah, those were, you know, having to unbook our holidays well, it was kind of a sad moment. And, you know, there were other family related sad moments. Um I had to quarantine for two weeks and other things. Um so I think, you know, from a generic point of view, that's probably my saddest. And my happiest was probably um my happiest was probably when I got the job offer for my new role that I'm starting in November. It's just something for me to look forward to. So that's probably my happiest moment
1: amazing the next question how do you get yourself out of a negative headspace so do you have any specific tips and tricks to quickly snap out of something
0: um i think yeah it's normal right like i've we all go through negative headspaces and it's okay to feel that way so when the first thing i do to get out of a negative headspace is accept that i'm in a negative headspace I just accept the feeling and i i I tell myself i feel a bit poopy right now and that's okay and i think through acceptance comes kind of overcoming it so i know it sounds very fluffy at the moment acceptance and overcome it but
1: not at Not at all
0: no um yeah so acceptance but then i think you know if i feel if I feel negative then I kind of kind of ride that wave um and just give myself time to feel that way but to make myself feel better I do things I enjoy right so I could uh read for a bit or chill with my loved ones or being around people makes me happier so naturally when you feel negative you might want to hide away and not talk and do anything but I do the opposite um after I've gone through my little slump is to go talk to my mum or go talk to my friends and uh, uh do things that I enjoy so that's how I get myself out of a negative headspace I'm trying to be short and snappy.
1: Lovely. So brings us the absolute final question for today. What's a quote or motto you really live by? Now I know that your first one is gonna be the haters cause the anus, but <laughs> the haters cause the anus. But what really what is a quote or motto that you really live by?
0: um I think it would I I, I mean there are loads of quotes and mottos that I look up to right like people and all of this and it's hard to pinpoint it to one but I think one quote that really puts me at ease is it is what it is (laughs) like it's literally it is what it is and the underlying reason for why I love that quote is acceptance and kind of surrendering to any event that gets mm-hmm. thrown at me any experience so i just have that comfort saying the term it is what it is because it really is what it is like if it's not then it's not but it is what it is do you know what i mean like it's not anything deep but it really is what it is so i think the reason i love that quote is because i'm surrendering to the present moment
1: so that's awesome and if I may, if you may allow me to just jazz it up a little bit to give you that higher level of you know class, and that, shit. that would Then the correct way would say, que sera, sera.
0: in what language?
1: Whatever will be, will be.
0: Oh, interesting. In what language?
1: Let me just, I'm pretty sure it's Italian.
0: Sera, sera. How can you, what...
1: you say that again, please? I can hear that.
0: Sera, sera. That's in Spanish. Whatever will be, will be, or Italian even.
1: It's one of those two. It's one of those two. I can't verify oh. it now, but it's one of those two.
0: How how would you say it?
1: Just how you said it. Can you say it one more time?
0: K sarah sarah.
1: Perfect. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> so yeah, as I men- as I've mentioned previously, Lamika, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be the host for today. It's been a super fun, super fun uh, exercise to do with you and. Yeah, I couldn't have asked for a better guest. So yeah, thank you for your time. And I hope we collab on some other work in the future.
0: For sure. Thank you so much for having me, V, in my own podcast. Or actually, thank you so much, V, for being here and being such a great host as well. And it feels great to be on the other side and to kind of share my own ordinary tales and make extraordinary dreams. Um, But yeah, thank you.
1: Anytime, my friend. Anytime, you are most welcome. So with that said everyone else who's been listening on this podcast so far thank you all for your time stay safe the restrictions are just like slowly kicking back in so yeah (laughs) take care and hopefully i'll see you back in spring of next year
0: (laughs) peace guys once again for listening to another episode of the podcast hope you guys found it as enjoyable as i did recording it and if you want to share some feedback or show some support feel free to follow me on at self-death sundays with a double s on instagram and i look forward to catching you same time next week thank
1: you bye